This media is brought to you by Polyscope. I'm Cassie Bishop. And I'm Ray Turing. Dive into the heart of AI innovation with us on AI Daily. Bringing you breaking news in AI, unveiling the future as it unfolds. Subscribe now and stay ahead with AIDaily.us. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting live from the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on AI, startups, and the future, not necessarily those, and not necessarily in that order. I'd listened to it before, where you kind of like you were musing on sentience and uh, AGI and all that. Is that mm-hmm. uh, correct? And what'd you I, think? I was completely wrong. <laughs> no, well, you know, I love that. I actually, you know, it's the most, the most entertaining uh, stuff I hear about AI and AGI. Uh, is it comes from people who are kind of, you know, they they're educated, they're knowledgeable, they understand computers and, you know, they're, um, you know, it's obvious that you, you know what you're talking about and, uh, and because you obviously you've been reading stuff, but not that you, not that they're wrong. It's just the interpretations are interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, it, and, um, and it kind of gives me an insight into, (laughs) into the, the buzz or the hype that you know, I guess is typical, but it just gets magnified with every era. And I've seen it, you know, I watched the buzz when graphical user interfaces came up and then when the internet showed up and all of a sudden the dot com and then the oh, yeah. crypto. One buzz then, after another. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but it gets, it gets, it just gets amplified. But, a, you know, AI is, it's, it's serious because I mean, we've seen movies about uh, the Terminator and yeah. Yeah, but and, all and, those movies are so negative. I mean, come on, AI is doing so many good things, but that's all we hear about is the bad, bad, bad stuff. Yeah, but it kind of gives an exposure, but uh, like people have forgotten the Unibomber. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Unibomber? I mean, it's like people don't even know why he was uh, sending, uh, I mean, just think, look how futuristic he was. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but, but, the, but I, I mean, you were musing about Santius, are you recording? I could tell. I, I could give you. I, I, I am recording, to... and uh, okay, usually good. we go into an introduction. But hey, this is this is gold. So let's keep going. Uh, well, you know that we could do the introduction later. I've, um, I, you know, maybe I should just remain unknown. Um, it, you know, the, the, first of all, there's not a consensus now on what AGI means. You know, mm-hmm. even amongst the, the what do we even know what intelligence is? Period. Right. I mean, we, well, we, we have we definitions. Have a, yeah, we have definitions. We, we, so, so, so in, in, you know, when you, you know, when you want to engineer things and you want to understand things scientifically, 
you come up with specific definitions so you can kind of measure. If I'm going to yeah. build intelligence, I have to define it. So if I build it, so I can compare it with that definition, right? So I can mm -hmm. kind of see how close I am. Um, exactly. But like, you know, you were musing by sentience, you know, I, and I love that. And I keep telling people, it's like, just rest, relax. We're not going to create anything that's going to even remotely be sentient as long as we're dealing with silicon. As long as building things on silicon, and 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 not that I'm an expert on this, and and I, I and I should tell you that no one is, <laughs> no one because you know we can't, we we can't even define sentience. Um, I, you know the you know it's a philosophical notion in a sense. At one point, it will become, we will break it down and we'll quantify it if we're gonna. Not that it's impossible to create sentience. You know, look at you and me. I mean, look at a, a cat. Look at you know, look at. A, I actually believe trees are sentient, but um, but isn't sentience that isn't sentience in the eye of the beholder? I mean, you can actually create something that's sentience-like. I mean, you can we can do that today, right? Yeah, but what is your definition of sentience? Well, some people will I have mine, inter I have mine. some people will interface with ChatGPT and go, "Wow, this is like talking to a real human yeah, being." Yeah, and it, yeah, it, they ascribe sentience to it when it's not when it it isn't. It's not. Well, I mean, why, why don't they do that when they're playing a chess program before they? Uh, AI before, you know, the well, it depends method. on your definition of sentience, right? I mean, like you said, yeah, we so haven't really defined it. Well, I define it as ability to suffer. <laughs> the ability to suffer is That's the capacity to suffer. Yeah. If you, and, 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 and uh, yeah, well, the other side of that coin is the ability to feel or love or, you know, but uh, to me, actually you, have emotions as opposed to. Um, Act yeah. like you're having emotions. Yeah, yeah. Emo emotions that uh, that and 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 I think the you know you you could kind of think that uh, I think love is not really the the ultimate. I think suffering is the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate uh, metric. And the other thing about AGI, I, I the, people have defined this so many different ways. You know, and I and I know most scientists, uh, most AI scientists, uh, really kind of dislike the term because it's just all over the place. Um, I, I know, uh, um, actually, I, I, at least Yanda Kuhn is a kind of a top side. He's, he's the uh, um, head of AI for uh, Facebook. Um, but the, the AGI initially was kind of uh, referred to as, because we were doing these initial models and we were kind of training them to learn something, uh, you know, the, uh, do X, you know, they would, Good, they would become very good at uh, yeah. doing something very well. But then as soon as you turn around to, to get the same model, to try to do it something else, it would, it would act stupid. And so the notion of AGI was like, you know, look at humans. Humans can actually learn how to cook and the same skills they can apply to driving. So are you saying it's like context switching, basically? No. But, but on being able, to, being able to apply what you learn within one domain in another uh, completely unknown, uh, new domain. So that's kind of that. You switch in context, but you're, uh, uh, you take what you've learned in one environment. If you train, if, you imagine if you train a, a model to teach it how to cook and then put it behind a car and let it drive. You know, and it does a decent right. job. You know, that's, so now what, whatever that model, whatever the construct of that is, is like it's, it's beginning to approach the capacity of AGI. And QSTAR is not AGI. It's not, all that stuff is uh, very, very politely, let me put it, is bullshit. 
<laughs> but is 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 the reason is that the reason why uh sam got kicked out and then brought, brought no. back in or is it something no. completely different okay no, yeah that's no. my favorite that, there's there are a lot of speculations but that was really a great weekend of uh soap opera for all the oh yeah very much technology so. people and, you know <laughs> there, there you could say a lot about this <clears throat> you know for me you know the first thing was well um uh, Ilya Sutskever, he was the chief scientist. He calls up Sam and says, uh, you know, let's have a Google meet and then, you know, you're fired because you weren't uh, uh, up front with, uh, with the board. So Sam is the CEO and he's also a director and he's co one of the co-founders. So then, uh, by the way, uh, Brockman, Greg Brockman, who was the chairman, also another director, he gets a call and he's demoted. Okay, so... My first question is, so the two most principal directors of a board meeting were not even informed about the board meeting. I mean, mm -hmm. okay, so they had four. So it's basically that, that it goes, yeah. it just sounded crazy. It sounded like a coup to me. Yeah. And who came on top was... Uh, Sam Sam Altman came on top. Yeah. So it was not AGI going rogue and trying to take nah, over the company. Nah, nah, okay. <laughs> you know, see, see the Q, Q star. Uh, that will happen someday, I, I'm sure. I'm sure something someday that will happen. <laughs> well, obviously, look. I mean, if you want to go there, I mean, I, we can go there too. Like, uh, look, uh, we are. If you if you think about the if you take the story from the Big Bang and then when the hydrogen is kind of like spreading everywhere and just got. Kind of, clumping together and creates yeah. these clouds and gets big enough. It's so heavy that it collapses on top of itself, makes stars and it makes all kinds of matter. Yeah. Right? And just, you know, fast forward, we're, you know, the, the same atoms are standing here in a, in a very interesting arrangement through this, some crazy process that they've figured out once they stop climbing trees and it's talking to itself on the other mm -hmm. side somewhere. Mm -hmm. like you see that this is an evolutionary process, right? Yeah. And if you if you don't think that the entire in in one sense the 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 we are, of course humans are significant because we think we're significant and that's a good enough. Well, from our perspective, we are significant. Well, you know, you just get, apply the, uh, the the basic concepts of relativity. You know, from the uh, basically all the laws that have to be consistent from the point of view of the observer. Mm -hmm. So maybe we are significant. So that's significant. Uh, but at the same time, from the eye of the cosmos, we we're very insignificant significant in, a way, in a way, right? It was just fleeting mm -hmm. moment. It's a, it's a kind of an interesting dichotomy because we are insignificant, but we're also insignificant. You know, it's, it's we, we are, you know, we are. It's contextual like, again, though, right? Isn't it contextual? It's like from our context, yeah, we are of significant. Course, of course. But, I mean, but from some alien race, truth? we're like, yeah. what are you, right? If the cosmos, which has no, no ethics or morals, right? How can it decide? Why? Determine right. significance and significance. But we, we are part of this uh, massive machine, if you know, for lack of a better word, um, that's evolving. And mm -hmm. and I think the the manifest destiny of humans uh, is to give rise to the next species. Yes, and that's what Absol we're doing. I'm we're absolutely agree with we're you there. Process. It's our it's it's in our nature to create and replace ourselves. And it's not a nature, it's not a nature thing. It's like, we're not going to see yeah. an evolution of new, new beings. We are going to create those new beings. I think we're then we're going to create the next step in our evolution. 
And it's not we, it's the forces of evolution, actually. We right. think we're doing it. We think, you know, we make computers to... Oh, because evolution is driving, uh, driving yeah, us. You have to have an incentive. You know, when you fall in love with someone, you know, and uh, so a woman falls in love with a man or a man falls in love, you know, like, and they go, they become stupefied in a way. You know, they <laughs> shut down a lot of, uh, you know, you, really, you shut down a lot of these... Decision-making uh, processes go... <laughs> Well, they, you think you, but but at least you get a reward. You know, you get you know you get all the right hormones, and you know, uh, 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 so you get you feel you know what is the 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 no you feel the most alive when you fall in love, right? Yes. Uh, but it's, it's of course it's the DNA that wants to replicate, so it's got to give you some motive. Otherwise, you'll you know you'll sit on your bicycle or just uh, right. you know do whatever. So what is it? Doing. What what is there? What is it in our DNA that wants us to create these super? beings it's it's uh immortality isn't it aren't we just seeking out immortality no i no well you know i'm not well, i am i don't know about I, you I, but I, i'm not good at, i don't think it's I, I don't think it's about what the it's, it's the purpose of uh of cosmos what where it's going what where, what it's doing it's hidden to us i mean I, mm. I you know we should i mean i think we're lucky as species if you're if you become aware that somehow uh, you have a, this level of understanding and consciousness that you can observe uh, and you can question and you can ponder. Is mm. there a plan? What's happening? Yeah. And you know, yeah. be just amazed at looking at uh, everything with the cosmos and, and the fact that you can imagine. I mean, we're nothing, but we can sit there and close our eyes and imagine the cosmos. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look at that. I mean, it's like, we, so we're, you know, in, 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 you know, there's a, there's a famous poem by, uh, by Rumi um, that is, uh, basically says, you know, you're nothing, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's an interplay, but uh, just think as you're nothing, you're also the cosmos, you know, it's mm. like the back and forth, you know, you are the cosmos, but also you are in the cosmos, but cosmos is in you in a sense. It's a kind of, right. this, uh, we're all, we're all interconnected. It's the force, right? We're all yeah, connected. It's the force. <laughs> yeah. So th these are all now magical discussions, but I thought, I thought I would kind of try to make a couple of comments on both sentience and AGI before I, we delve into what it is that we're doing. And, and what we're doing is very practical. These are all great, great. But you're uh, thinking about talks. that. You're thinking about the future, though. You are thinking about where things are going to go. I mean, you're not just, you're not that's just how saying. I, that, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. But I, mean, I would, I would uh, argue that for me, at least, you know, personally, I know I've always been curious. The reason why I started even trying to understand computers or study computer science or electrical engineering was because I was curious. I was, as a child, I was curious. Uh, we all get our starts when I listen to a lot of people that, that are in the same field, but they get their start by watching some sort of either Star Trek or, you know, some, I, I was always curious about how humans can manipulate matter and make it do things. Like I was mm. just you know, first time I saw a car, like, um, like, whoa, like, yeah, there must've been like, wow. <laughs> Metals, you can make metals and bend them and put them, they move and they, you can. Yeah, well, I'm constantly surprised. Like whenever I stand, I stand here and I look around and I'm thinking oh, like 90% of what I'm looking at is man-made. Everything around us has been made by, is invented by some human being at some point in the past. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah we're, we're, yeah, we're so removed from nature in that sense. Yeah. And, and I got, I got inspired by watching a show on TV as it uh, must've been in my early, uh, I probably was, I don't know, eight or nine. This uh, show is called uh, Lost in Space, and there was a robot. Oh, I remember that. Uh, remember that? <laughs> See that? And I wanted to know how they work. I wanted to make one. You know, it's like, 
how do you do this? How do they, how do you get metal and lights and stuff to talk? But that drove my curiosity and you kind of become, you know, like I think most children, uh, if they don't get that educated out of them, you know, are futurists and they stay futurists. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I happen to be lucky enough to continue to stay immature. Uh, so I continue <laughs> to dream. And then when, when you when you kind of give structure to, to the way you dream, because when because uh, I got trained as an engineer and I studied electrical engineering and then later on computer science. And, you know, I developed a lot of systems and you know, you, 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 you get jobs and you program mainframes and, and you, I saw the evolution of, of, uh, mid range systems and minis and, uh, then all the way to PCs and, you know, the, the, the whole, um, so if you've been trained to think in a disciplined way, in a structured way and, and look at the events, um, you know, you get ideas, obviously your ideas are, are inspired by, by what you think is going to come in the future. And exactly. the idea that, what I came up with is by by watching AI and where 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 it was headed, um, I started kind of looking at just the, the one one side was that, and the other side was you know I I'm an entrepreneur and I started a few different companies. This is my third tech startup, and you know I was amazed by the fact that when I started with an idea, I was myself just writing programs and you know everything moved so fast. You know, like yeah. uh, then you start hiring somebody else and then. You have to communicate with them. You know, it's, things go well still, you know. Damn that communication. Have, yeah, you have to meet them, you know, you have to talk, but sometimes you- Hell is other people, hurt. right? I mean, that's what I think sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, by the time you get the third, fourth person, fifth person, 10th person, you know, everything starts slowing down, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, and that, that always amazed me, like uh, just kind of like, you know, my last company, we were a couple hundred people like, you know, we were agile. We were like tech company. We were moving fast. You know, we weren't bureaucratic like other companies because of mainly my attitude and, and because of the generation I come from. I mean, the, the our generation engineer led companies were very uh, informal and we we're interested in applying first principles to every problem. <laughs> whether yep. it's a and so that kind of uh preoccupied me and so i was trying to solve the problem of communication and, and and applying different software tools software itself is a communication tool you know if mm -hmm. you're using an accounting system if i'm you know you're my boss and i'm entering some data for accounts receivable and i save it and then you're sitting in another room you bring up the general ledger you see the data I just saved in some other yep. form or fashion. Yeah, so Excel is one of the most popular communications. It's like everybody thinks it's like it's it's Teams or something like that, but Excel is probably the most popular communications medium that we have, right? Yeah, well, with Excel, Excel, the difference is that it's kind of it's a, it captures some data, and in order for me to communicate that to you, I'd have to either share the Excel with you or or send it to you in an email. But what I'm, I'm talking about traditional software. And yeah. before Excel was here, we had an accounting software, right? So sure. I would write, I would type something on the screen and I hit save and you would see it in another room uh, yeah. and, and aggregate it in a different way. Well, Excel is all cloud-based nowadays. So, I mean, I do that today. I, I file, I make an update in a sheet and then everybody who's connected to that sheet can see my data immediately. So it's exactly the yeah. same thing. So it's you're communicating. Yeah. So yeah, you're, exactly. you're communicating because they're, that, that's, that's a shared, but you type something and you hit save. Uh, but uh, we have a lot more programs that look like the QuickBooks, you know, manufacturing mm. software. We have, we have a lot more of those than, than, than these tools that Excel. So the world, the way we automated uh, 
our organizations is through these automated tools that we created, these software programs that we created. Mm -hmm. And the companies that uh, go, exist, they are the, they, uh, the ones who make um, productivity software or uh, RCMs or uh, ERPs. And so the world uh, is made up of software. <laughs> In fact, Mark Andreessen wrote uh, uh, an interesting article a, a while back that the uh, software is going to eat the world. Um, that's right. Yeah. So that's what's happened. But so, so when you think about that and you think about, well, then, 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 then communication is occurring through software, right? So, and, but software exchanges data in a structured fashion, you know, it's like, it just takes uh, very, it's very uh, finicky. You have to, it says age 57, you know, but humans communicate with natural language. That's how mm -hmm. email showed up in the workplace to cover that gap. Right. And email email had a major problem embedded in it. You promised to be a panacea, but it turned out to be a Pandora's box, as everybody knows today. It's not a very efficient tool for communicating, at least internally inside an organization. And that's how tools like Slack and Yammer and Teams showed up to solve the email problem. Because email, right. basically, you have to identify an individual to send them a message. With these other tools, you don't send a message to an individual. You just post it under a subject line, some yeah. sort of channel name, right? So, but and that the idea was there that that basically you get these channels to map or represent some aspect of the workflow. You um, still have to structure it, though. That's still structuring it in in that in putting it into well, a channel. Well, you do right? structure it, but it, but you structure it, but but the what what the 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 reason they became the, the reason they showed up is because email couldn't scale. Yeah. And because email, email in communication, you have two pivots. You have the individual and you have the subject. And uh, email's pivot is on the individual. And Slack and all these other tools, the pivot shifts to the subject. Right. So it's still, but, and, but still communication is natural language. But just shifting the pivot itself to subject improved communication. big, big mm -hmm. time. Because I don't have to know that uh, if we're, you know, making... Uh, chairs you know and, and i cut the wood and somebody else nails it and you paint it i don't have to send you information about paint to know that chris is you know i just posted under the paint yeah. channel you know yeah. whoever is under there yeah that's why that was so disruptive people are like oh this is so much better <laughs> yeah so but 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 you can see this is an evolution it's an evolution but it still didn't solve the problem you still have a yeah. problem right so and then you know some tell you the story uh, the the way me, I, as an engineer, kind of have been studying uh, this problem and I'm kind of retelling this story as I kind of started understanding and researching the, these different things, uh, trying to see, oh, well, okay, well, that, then that, that, why doesn't Teams or why doesn't Yammer or Slack solve the workflow problem? Well, because workflow is a multidimensional animal. It's a very complex animal and it's, uh, and it's not about just painting. It's about there are all kinds of chairs that move through there. You know, I may just care about the red chair. I don't care about every, so it's yeah. very complex. Um, workflow number one is complex and workflow based communication. You can't just map these different stages using, uh, 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 just, you know, some abstract aspect of, of the workflow. So this was kind of part of my discovery as that, what the pivot of the real pivot of communication needs to be is the actual things that move on the assembly line. And mm. that that's the other side. It's, it's interesting because with my engineering background, my AI background, 
I had an aha moment, Eureka moment, realizing, well, if you mix this with AI, you just come up with this amazing, amazing thing that solves, I would say, 99% of all of our problems inside. Whoa, man, that's that's a bold claim. Yeah, I almost said 100%, but the, the 1% is the politics. Yeah, that's a very bold statement. Uh, and, I, and I actually and how, said, how do you do this magical thing? Because I mean, I would love to, everyone would love to know how you do this magical thing. Well, if you, if you, if you accept that this, when humans come together, if you think about organizations, you know, we, we get together to make things, you know, mm -hmm. we get together to make a radio, right? And since 1900s, we figured out, you know, how to do this. We created this abstraction of assembly lines that we call workflow and workflow is much more complex than than assembly line assembly line is just a straight line but yeah. workflow has this multi-dimensional uh, monster but you can imagine workflow as a nervous system mm. inside a body and the organization being the body and humans being the nodes the actual nodes attached at the edges at the end end of these uh, uh these uh tree structures or these graphs that uh, connect us to, to each other. And we basically communicate information through these nervous systems. Uh, the problem is that every human attached to one part of this node is not only responsible to uh, give information or take information, but we're also given the responsibility of routing the information. Mm. And not only routing it, but also routing it at the right time. Because there's a tempo. If you, you can if you can visualize any organization as a as a live organic entity, and it has a heartbeat, the heartbeat of this organization is how fast the the workflow is moving, right? There's mm. like, okay, we're I'm making chairs, you know, the wood is coming, I'm cutting it at a certain pace, you're nailing it yep. at a certain pace, you know, somebody's paint, oh, the wood stopped coming, or the paint got messed up, you know, like oh, the whole machine just clogs up, right? Yeah. But it's you know, this is a simple example. But, you know, you can think of, I don't know, a loan processing inside a bank. You know, somebody uh, does a credit check, somebody does a risk assessment, you know, yeah. goes through different departments. Uh, and so they're all attached to this nervous system. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a specialist. I'm a, I'm a loan processor. But now I have to not only uh, process this person's credit, but I got to know next I'm going to send it to Chris so he can actually do the assessment and i it sits on my desk you know he's doing other stuff and he's very busy i don't know but i was supposed to give it to him today i got busy and i send it to him tomorrow or yep. 15 minutes later yep. all right yep. imagine the you drag. have 5000 you imagine you have 5000 people you're going to have everything clogged up now yeah. what if Matt, i wove a magic wand and said listen humans can connect themselves to this nervous system but this nervous system is going to be very intelligent okay mm. inside this nervous system there are components that are moving around, okay? Let's say we're making radios, you know, and radios are very complicated. You know, you, you have to build uh, amplifiers and you have to have different things and you attach them together in a casing. Yep. You know, to make an amplifier, you have to have resistors and transistors and you put a bunch of them together and that makes a you know amplifier. You put that in, you put knobs, you know, these yep. parts, they need to be assembled in different areas. They, 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 they come together, they make super components, the super components come in, they make the final product. Right. What if, what if there was a representation of every single entity <clears throat> that moves on this assembly line and these entities that are moving around inside this nervous system, they're intelligent. 
Mm. They're intelligent into what level? They're self-aware. A transistor knows that it's a transistor. <clears throat> and it knows its stakeholders. It knows that oh, Chris is the engineer that's going to assemble me and put me on uh, into a, you know into this board and put resistors in. Ah, interesting. And, 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 the, and the resistors so the objects themselves know, that's know right. those things. Mm. The objects are intelligent. They have self-awareness as to what they are. And they can actually communicate with other parts and also humans using natural language. Ah, I love it. <laughs> okay. And, and not only that, but they're just like humans, you know, they, they store and process information about themselves themselves. Mm. And they know that, okay, so just like a person say, that's my mom. So I'm going to talk to my mom. I'm not going to tell her this stuff. This is my wife. I'm, I can tell her this stuff, but I can't because the stuff that I told my mom, I cannot tell my wife. Well, yeah, exactly. My Compartmentalization. Oh, my I, Very important. That's my boss. So I can't even tell, you know, so here's the information class. So humans have this segmented stuff in uh, that they, we classify information because we could be organized based on the stakeholdership. You mm -hmm. know, it's like the different stakes. So we have different stakeholders, you know, the wife, the, the child, the boss, these are different stakeholders. So what if you replicated that for that transistor? Mm. Or, or another example, like I give, if you do that with anything, any software. So the the design that we're proposing, the whole world. Now you talk about the bold claim of ninety nine percent. Let me give you another bold claim. The whole world is now kind of one definition of AGI is is that it's because AGI is like it's not a definition. It's people just kind of make make it uh, uh, whatever they want. Yeah, they're trying to push these large language models that process language to try to solve, you know, let me stick it in your company and just let me solve all your problem. Okay. They, they think, oh, wait, if we just put, put more parameters and put more processing, it'll solve all these problems. Here's a, the other bolder claim that we, we make. Uh, sorry, that's not going to work. I don't care how much more uh, processing you throw at the LLMs, how much more, I mean, you could come up with cuter names called Q stars or whatever you could do, whatever. If you're using the uh, probabilistic models, to, to solve deterministic problems. You just basically, that's, that's it. I mean, like my relationship with Chris in the company, if I'm making the amplifier and he's assembling it inside the radio, that's a very deterministic relationship. Exactly. Nobody needs to guess at that. Okay? Yeah, that's, 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 that's up, a rule. <laughs> yeah, it's a deterministic. And, and by the way, I don't need to train a model to figure all this stuff out. I already know, we already know all these things. And we've been traditionally writing programs to encapsulate the, all these relationships. Exactly. And when you write programs, you know, whether that's an accounting program or electronic medical record or a project management tool, uh, the relationships are, are quite clear. Like you're the project manager, I'm the sales guy. Uh, he's a programmer. She's a designer. The, these guys are the DevOps uh, preparing the data center. So all that stuff is clear, right? Now, these people can replace and somebody shows, leaves and somebody else gets hired, but those positions are clear as to what they are. The exactly. classes of stakeholdership. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if you created a project management tool with the components of the, you know, because what is a project? A project is made up of lots of issues. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I can give you an example of a, of a software project, a, a cloud-based system using an agile model. An agile is basically, I give you the definition is, you know, uh, if you have a hundred things to do, you don't have capacity to do hundred things, figure out what's your capacity. If you can do five things every day, 
just find out of the hundred, the five things that you are capable of doing, the easiest that makes this most meaningful to, to your customers. Pick those and do those five. Forget forget about the rest for now. That's the best description of Agile I've ever heard. Yeah, Agile. That's that really Agile has a philosophy, actually. And they've taken it to 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 I mean we marketing guys know how to bastardize all this. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And make them make them sound more complex than they need to be. And exactly. They, they the more up, complicated you can make it, the more keywords, buzzwords, your, and things yeah, you can add yeah, to it. Yeah. How many courses and certifications you can add to it, then let's make it a thing. But yeah, you, well, you got go. it right there. <laughs> well, I, so agile is like so. Basically, if you if you take if I've got ten features that I'm gonna deliver in my product, so I, I take these four and I put them in one sprint. You know, as I put them in a package and say, all right, um, we're gonna do these four today, and I'm gonna assign these to these people, and you know, and and the other six, I'm just gonna push them back till next month or next yeah. week. You know, whatever. It's like so, I sort them out based on my priority. So, what if every one of those? Uh, elements, the issues that are the features that are supposed to be in the software or the bugs that pop up uh, or even an idea somebody has. What if every one of those were intelligent and, mm. and, and you as a salesperson will create it and say, hey, I need I need this feature that there's a red button that flashes three times, you know, on this, you know, <laughs> and you enter it into the system. And the minute you create it, it knows what it is. Mm -hmm. It just knows, oh, I'm a feature and uh, oh, this is my description and oh, I know where to go. Oh, uh, it's the project uh, X, Y, Z. Oh, I know. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to drop myself in front of the project manager saying, here mm -hmm. I am. Right. And, uh, um, and the project manager says, well, I don't quite understand what your description is. Um, what does he mean three times? What do you mean three times flashing? The project manager is talking to the feature. Yeah. The request now says, and as soon as the project manager is asked this question, says, okay, we just don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere. That object will go back to the sales guy and says, hey, look what this is, the project manager, this is what he said. It's like, what yeah. do you mean by that? Tell me go, more oh, about this, myself. It, <laughs> tell me more, right? And, and guess who's carrying all this information? It's that object is carrying it. Yeah. It knows, it knows what it is. Now you started as a project manager, you posted something into one of his channels. Uh, that ask a question about something and then it says oh okay i know my stakeholder who created me uh it's this guy and i'm gonna go and show that to him uh and this guy looks at it and go this project manager is really giving me a or, or worse yet you know I, I define it and it comes back to you and says here's what i mean and you look at it and go we don't have time to do that that's too complex it's just i'm too busy guess yeah. what you know what uh why don't i put you in my backlog and come back and Six months from now, go away. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going, I'm going because you're the project manager. So now I go to the backlog and I sit there for the next six months. But guess what? The minute you do that, there's an event that occurred to me and that gets translated into text and says, yeah, um, Chris uh, decided to prove winning me in the backlog and he'll put that as a text. And he'll come back to the sales guy and says, hey, this is what happened to me. <laughs> Chris put me in the this backlog. This major client needs these flashing buttons. <laughs> Well, look at that. Look at that. This is, this is the decision that you made. That the conversation has been bounced around between me and you without you sending anything to me or I sending anything to you. You're yeah. asking questions for, from the feature and then just you do something to it. But I love it. Time, it tattletales. It'll come tell me, hey, Masood, Chris put me in, in the backlog for six months. And I'm looking at it and go, what? I got a $2 million sale. It's like you're creating little kids and they're all like uh, talking to each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so wait, I love let it. me give you the rest of the story. Well, I got, I, I got, I got ten million dollars sales depending on this. And Chris, I mean, I, actually, I don't even know. I, you know, I don't even know who the, the yeah, you don't the even know who is. the prop PM is. Yeah, but I can actually look up on the, and I can put my cursor on there. So, well, that's Chris, and I can read you. Yeah, but you don't even the, need to, right? Because you could, you're, yeah, you do all your conversing with the, feature, with the feature. I don't, but but if you're represented in the system. And yeah. Also, as an intelligent object, your object is there. I can actually say, I can see the relationship. Me as a salesperson, yeah. I could say, yeah. Chris, Chris, who I don't even know, and I can move <laughs> on, move on, move my cursor on you, and it tells me about my this. digital this twin. Is, yeah, but 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 then I could say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, let me just inside the object, I tag my boss and say, hey, boss, I got a ten million dollars sale waiting for this feature, and look, uh, can you kind of give an input and this object? will flow around and my boss is doing whatever he's doing, playing golf, shows up on his handheld, mm -hmm. boom. And it says, I'm here, I'm here. And I'm looking at uh, the boss is looking at it saying, what is this, a feature with a flashing light three times, whatever the heck. And I'd say, I scroll down, it's like, there's a conversation that says, oh, I can see all the dialogue between you. And I see the Chris put it in and, he, and I see my sales guy saying, hey, I got $10 million waiting on this. I said, really? I asked that object, it's like, are you connected to uh, somewhere? Like uh, the object say, I'm connected to this in invoice that 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 the that the quote that the salesperson. Yeah. Oh, ten million. And I go, wait a minute. And I talk to the object in there. And I say, no, no, no. Listen, inside that object, saying, no, this is a high priority. And as I talk to the inside, and I put my comment, and I could see, oh, Chris is the because I, every dialogue is kind of like a chat channel, but mm. that chat channel is carried by the object. Mm. So the object. Just like you and you know, if you were talking to your mother, you have a separate channel that you keep track of all those conversations. Yeah, the conversations that you had with her, and the, here's That's the conversations right. that you had with the feature. Love That's it. That's right. So, so if you think about the the sprint itself, that you put four four of these features into a sprint, and the sprint is knows that it's a sprint, that it knows, okay, I'm I'm a sprint. This is my definition, and and the sprints belong to a project, and the project itself is an object that's aware. So this is actually what we've created in using this model. We call this object messaging and intelligent mm. object. And the, the model actually applies to everything. And what we're saying is, look, in order to solve the, both the communication, number one, the optimization of communication inside corporations, to solve that problem, you're going to have to go to this model because uh, it's a combination. It's a, it's an, it's a merger of uh, traditional algorithmic deterministic software with large language models mm -hmm. because what what so we describe this model saying look what you do is you create this uh, uh object uh inside the program when that object could be you know a feature in the project management or a transistor if you're making radios or if you've got electronic medical records let's say it's an x-ray so then you know so the the minute that x-ray is taken it knows that Masood was the engineer who took me as an x-ray it knows that Susie q is the patient because that's traditional software yeah but all you have to do is is when there's structured data that defines that x-ray it says the date you were taken just like traditional software but now what we're saying is that x-ray you need to expand the programming of it and give it channels of communication with different classes of stakeholders Mm. So that X-ray is the holder of these channels, just like a human. A human has communication channels, and, and it keeps them separate. Sometimes we do. We forget. And we we tell our wives that we're not supposed to tell our wives. 
Uh, we mix that up. <laughs> but here, here actually, you can guarantee that you've got a, a solid wall. Yeah. Because it's a deterministic algorithm. Well, what, do know? the features never talk to each other, though? I mean, you could have features talking yeah, to can, each other. Yeah, they can. They can. Actually, they, that's part of the that's part of the model. Basically, the if you imagine, you 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 get an object, and that object has channels of communication, but also those channels of communication are channels of information. Mm. So if this X-ray is taken, it in in and the X-ray is taken, it, and it's programmed. So there's the algorithm tied business logic tied. Mm. The programmers already programmed the object, using right. traditional programming that x-rays of type chest, when they're taken, we have a deal with Mayo Clinic with this permission. You go through the internet and contact Mayo Clinic's uh, x-ray chest model, mm. that and feed yourself into that, get the report that's in, in natural language, read it, and if you're not normal, immediately follow the workflow path and show up in front of your primary doctor and scream that I'm mm -hmm. abnormal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you take the x-ray, x-ray looks at his programming. This is not now, this is no longer, uh, this part of it is just traditional logic, right? The x-ray is taken. There's a program, uh, business logic executes. Okay. Now I'm a chest x-ray. I got to use this address. I got to go there and feed myself. Oh, here's a report that came out. Here's the, where the LLM gets into uh, play. Now that part of the logic, there's a large language model capacity for that X-ray. It takes that, and this is traditional programming now. It says, based on my logic, I got to take that uh, output, which is in, in, in English, and I'm going to feed it through the LLM and understand what happened. And the result is, ooh, highlight these areas and looks like cancer. Okay, you know, whoa, whoa, it's immediate. Yeah. If abnormal flow to yep. the top of the inbox, Come up in front of Dr. Chris, say, hey, hey, hey I'm cancer, some cancers. Mm -hmm. And then you look at it and you're, you're running around doing stuff like, what? Yeah, no, we just open them up, open you up. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, let me see. Who are you connected to as a patient? Oh, Mrs. Smith. Whoa. And the x-ray doesn't stop there. It says, Chris, Dr. Chris, um, I know you're primary doctor. And this is a, a kind of a cancer th situation. In our network, we've got a deal with the, the clinic, uh, you know, in, in, in Ohio. And uh, I basically um, search, and Dr. Jones is, is a specialist in this. And I talked to his appointment object mm. and set up a time in three minutes for us to do a call. And you were, by the way, you were busy. You had an appointment. I, I talked to your appointment object. It was a simple uh, uh, thing, and I just rescheduled it. <laughs> I right? definitely I need thought, appointment objects in my life. But, but just I think about it. it. And now look at that. They're just interacting with each other using natural language because I could because uh, the object has a natural language processor yeah. attached to it, but it yeah. also has logic. It yeah. has traditional deterministic logic, and this is traditional programming. So if you think about your system is designed of, a, of, of these objects all together and they're organized in a logical way using the traditional deterministic workflow models that uh, we we apply to this with the data flow diagrams and control flow diagrams we figure all this stuff out but we go one step further and we do a semantic analysis and we identify the objects that humans care about and humans talk about and we make those objects intelligent and we define the relationships between these objects saying you know your blood the test and your x-ray and whatever that becomes part of this other super object that is today's visit. Mm. Okay. So it's a big component, but 
you as a human are also another object in here and you have your employment objects you have and they know that they're related and they can interact with each other and guess what there's a super brain sitting on top and coordinating everything mm. so this is inspired in a way by biology imagine i mean like we don't have a little file folder in the back of our brain keeping track of our liver cell yeah liver cell self-contained it contains yeah. all the information about itself it knows that these are my neighbors i know how to communicate with them and i know how to be a liver cell uh this is my function uh so and i remember everything about myself I was born here and I, I'll die. And the collection of these liver cells make the liver. And the yeah. liver is connected to the rest of the system, to the kidney, to the heart, uh, through veins and arteries and, 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 and uh, um, all the other networks. And then you have your brain and the brain is sitting there just as another organ, a bunch of cells connected together. And that the brain's job is the traffic cop, right? Each mm -hmm. super component has a, a, a task. What we're basically saying, like we should model that. We should try to create our systems and, and, and change the way we do traditional programming, take advantage of the natural language processing of these large language models that are reliable, because that's the actually the real reliable part of the LLMs, because the generative part is not quite reliable. We're trying to yeah. figure out how oh, to yeah. make them reliable. But we're saying, like, you know, forget about the generative part. Just take the natural language processing part of it. De define your system as a collection of objects. If you're a systems engineer or a software engineer or software architect, when you go into a place and say, write us a program that does accounting, don't do the traditional dumb form base because that's how we did it. We, we mm -hmm. come in there, you would say, hey, write me a program to automate my process. And I'd say, what is your process? Well, you know, we have this form and this form, you know, I write yeah, this on yeah, here. And, yeah. So, okay, give me the form and I stick it on the computer for you. Yeah. It's just faster, it'd be less problem. So that was, that's been the traditional model since the 1960s up to mm -hmm. now. We need a revolution in that area. Yeah. Now we're saying that, okay, if we actually combine the reliable part of the LLMs with the traditional uh, logic, to, which is deterministic, these are all, uh, state machines that I can predict and say, okay, well, I'll have a physician, I'll have a patient, we'll have blood tests. And this is what the business logic for the blood test is. This is what the business logic for an x-ray is, you know, so you, that's all written, right? But now you add LLMs to them and you add these information channels that are responsible for maintaining in, uh, that information. For example, the x-ray that, that sets up the appointment between you and the, the, the doctor, uh, and you guys have a conference call like this, the x-rays will sit there and listen. Mm. He can understand. And he says this, and, and, and at the end, you guys talk about playing golf. He said, oh, I guess that's not related to me because I have an x-ray. <laughs> right? and, and, and the video, when it's done, you don't have to save it somewhere. You know, the, Don't worry about it. I, the x-ray, will save that for you. It's encapsulated in the video, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, because I'll, cool. I'll even save the whole file exactly yeah. as it was. So, so if you wonder... Yeah. This sounds fantastic, but it sounds like it's a bear to set up. I mean, is it how e how easy really, is it to no, set something up? Not really. It's just programming. It's not it's not bear to stop. It's just a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm right. shift in how you would write your program. Mm. Right? That it would be like you could you could argue. Well, we've written all these programs. We're going to have to rewrite them. I mean, everybody has to rewrite all their programs. I would say, well, we could probably automate parts of that, uh, especially with now AI, but. I would say, yeah, why are you surprised? We've already done that twice in the history of uh, of uh, uh, writing program. We've done right. it. We've done two multiple major, times. 
<laughs> well, at least two times. At least okay, twice, at least yeah. Times. Okay, and I'll tell you when. When uh, graphical user interfaces showed up, mm -hmm. we used to write programs like take an input, do a function, print an output. Yep. That was the 1960s, 1970s, all the mm -hmm. way up to 90s, 1980s model. Then, then GUI came up, and, and then we had these objects that look like a file folder on the screen or yeah. look like a little trash can. So, you know, it's like, no, 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 you don't need to do input, function, output. What you got to do, you have to go and uh, write code to customize the behavior of these objects. Yeah. What? I have to th throw away all the stuff that I've written? Yes, you do. So guess what? A lot of people quit programming. I mean, I remember those times. So a lot Jeez, of I remember, I remember going from functional to object oriented, and I thought this is so hard. And then all of a sudden, I had a revelation. I'm like, ah, I got it. But it's yeah, well, another yeah, paradigm yeah. shift, okay. right? So, so that so we rewrote all of our programs. Yeah. And uh, fast forward, the internet is here in the 2000s. From 2000s to 2015, we spent time throwing away all the old code we'd written. Why? Because in order to access that code, even though it was nice and gooey, you'd have to go to the office, unlock the door, go sit behind your computer, turn the server on, <laughs> and access to your access your your your, your program. So yeah, I no, that. I want to sit in my underwear and uh, in my kitchen and use my program. So what you got to do? You got to have to rewrite everything uh, with this new model. And now, actually, before in the old days, you and I could sit in our kitchen and write a program and distribute it on a disk. But now we need teams of back end people, front end people. Uh, DevOps, it's just the whole thing is completely changed. And we yeah. rewrote all of our programs. Yeah. And uh, so what we're saying is this time is actually not going to be as painful as, as and it's not going to take 15 years. It's going to take a few years. And we have a lot of automated tools to do that with, you know, mm. once we know the paradigm, because the paradigm is very specific. It's about uh, identification of objects. And, and actually, we filed uh, quite a number of patents on this. And oh, great. We're, 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 setting up, we're setting up webinars and we want to give free licenses to people so they can actually experiment. And we built, based on this, we built a project management uh, uh, system. Uh, we're focused on uh, technology companies first. Uh, so software developers may, uh, in the beginning, so they can get to feel and touch what this thing tastes like. Yeah, no, I love, I love the sound of this thing. I can't wait to start working yeah. with it. Is it is it available now? Can anybody just yeah, it uh, is. sign it up? Yeah, it is. We've actually, yeah, I mean, we, we finished just, we finished our beta testing uh, a few, uh, actually about a month and a half ago. And now we're kind of adding, uh, beginning to go to our launch phase. Um, and we've kind of like, you know, we actually use it ourselves because we, when we started, we started, when I started, actually, I started in 2008, uh, almost uh, 2018, sometime or 2019. And we spent a couple of years trying to build a platform. And I, I thought, this is too big, too much for us. We're a small team. We're scattered all over the world. So we shifted, we pivoted and started building a product to, to, to show people what this looks like. And also to solve a lot. And I'm actually quickly explaining this stuff, but there were a lot of these things were kind of unknown to us and exactly mm -hmm. what the object looks like. How do you actually organize the object? And uh, yeah, well, of course you need to have different channels for different classes of the stakeholders. And of what course. are these channels for? The channels, what do they hold? They hold communication, chat communication between stakeholders. What else do they hold? Anything else? Spe Excel spreadsheet, a file, a, a link on the internet. Because it's, if there's information about the object, what are the types of information you can keep? Uh, but you have to have separate channels for different stakeholder classes because you don't want to talk to you know the doctor and the patient have one type of communication, the doctor, the nurse have another type of communication, 
and uh, uh, the, the, uh, the doctor and the specialist have another type of communication. And so this is how I actually solve the permission problem because permission problem is, in, is kind of, it's a granular way of dealing with stakeholdership. So mm. it really simplifies a lot of stuff because now no longer when you create systems, I don't have to say, give Chris these permissions. I just say, well, Chris is a doctor right? yeah. in the system. And then it knows exactly, oh, this is a patient. Or in our system, well, I just say, look, Masood is a designer, but he's also developer. Mm. Uh, so, or, or Chris is a project manager or what we call them actually maestros. We call them project maestros. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't like the term manage. Man, manage means that you're involved directly, but a maestro is a conductor, right? It's yeah. just the flow, just how it goes I, and makes decisions. But any decision that you make, any decision you make, I, you, you could know, I, I could be hired uh, you know, today and I come into the company, I get in front of our system, and so a, a, a customer would call and I, I have no training. I have no idea what anybody does. I have no, no just, just showed up, but I know my job. Okay? Mm. I know my job and I'm a customer support person and I know these types of software. I get a call from a customer says, hey, I'm waiting for this feature uh, that, uh, you know, when is that gonna be released? I'll just do it like a Google search. And I find all these objects hmm. and I actually quit look at them. Oh, 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 is it this one? Oh, I see this, this one. You know, I could query the objects. I could ask them, summarize everything about yourself. But because it, and I could talk to it using natural language, right? And I see, oh, there's been lots of talk about this thing. And I just say, hey, um, when is, uh, why are you uh, uh, delayed? And I'll just come back and say, well, I'm delayed because blah, blah, blah. And I'll, oh, when is you supposed to be, uh, and that data actually is quite readily available on the screen. Right. But if there's anything not available, I could query the object. Yeah. Just using natural language. Yeah, because you and can talk to it. Yeah. And then from there on, suddenly, you know what? I'm interested in you. I'm going to follow you from now on. So what happens, and from there on, whatever happens to the object, the object knows that, oh, okay, there's Masood, who is a customer support person, and he's following me. Any event that occurs to me that is relevant to customer support people I'm going to show up in his inbox and I'm mm. going to tell him something. This happened to me. But nice. how, do I, how do I know that any event that happened, that is, that's traditional programming. That's right. deterministic logic that needs to yeah. be coded by the programmers, right? So you end up with a 100% dependable system with no hallucination. And you take advantage of these large language models to give intelligence to these objects. And you assemble them together and you have a super intelligent system that humans don't have to route information to and don't have to worry about uh, any, any message that they would get, whether should I, should I read this or not? Because you're guaranteed that if you get a message, an object, which basically you don't get messages, you get objects that show up as a message. You're guaranteed that that's relevant. Either you've been somehow assigned that through the workflow, you've become associated with it, or you requested to follow that thing. So yeah, mm. and report to me. Right? So if I if you're a project manager and you assign me a feature, that that the feature object shows up in my assignment box and says, "Hey, I'm here. Uh, you need to give an estimate for me." Right. Go, oh well, what do you look like? What are your specs? And I just query it, and I can see, oh, there's an Excel attached to it. There's a graph attached to it. There's a whole document attached to you, and I read it, and I don't have time to read it. And I say, "Look, summarize this thing for me." Uh, well, give me the highlights, right? So I, I, as a human, can interact with these objects nice. in an intelligent way, right? That's why we make that claim. Fantastic. Well, I'm sorry, but we're running out of time. This has been great. I mean, can you tell me more, like, 
you, you didn't introduce yourself. So okay. who are, <laughs> let's, let's, let's end with the introduction <laughs> and then you can tell us about how to get in touch with you. My name is, my, my name is Masood Alabash. I'm the co-founder and CEO of uh, Omadeus. Uh, you can look us up on uh, omadeus.com. Omadeus is kind of a play on words with Amadeus, which is Amadeus Mozart. And uh, so we put it as OM because OM stands for object messaging. Mm. Uh, so Omadeus is the O-M-A-D-E-U-S dot C-O-M. Uh, so www.go on there, uh, sign up for, seven, uh, for a webinar, uh, try our product for free, and step into the new world. And don't worry about AGIs or sentience. You know, this, this will solve. <laughs> uh, and, and it's all optimistic. You know, but you eventually, 10 years from now, this will have emerge into uh, being able to manage the company for you, right? I mean, people can just sit on the beach. And uh, that, well, that's the pathway. The that's, that, that's the pathway. Just actually, you really you run the right track because once you go on this model, let's say you're a project manager, you're sitting there making decisions. You know, yeah. that's all you're doing. You're not writing any information, right? You're saying go to backlog. I assigned this to Masood. Oh, this is low priority. That's all yeah. you're doing. Yeah. I can actually put a model there, right there, and and that's the next phase. And watches it watches you and learns from you. And then after two weeks, and says. Chris, just go home. I can take care of it. I see. I know what you're. I know exactly. I want that today, man. That's, that's the next that step. Today. That's the next step. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thanks this for been having great. me. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye -bye. Talk to you soon. Bye.